Storygram Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never, ever about food. Or weight. Never, ever. Not even. One time. Not ever. Ever, ever. Hello, everyone. This is Lurley Rourke from It's Not About Food podcast. And today we're going to talk about the body love card, Holistic. And the front of the card is the goddess is kind of balancing a bunch of balls in the air as we do, well, I think, a lot of time in our lives. And the deer is just sitting there next to her, being present with her as she balances her life. So the back of the card reads, Holistic means looking at ourselves in a way that includes our entire being, taking each part of ourselves into consideration. When we stop measuring ourselves by how we look, how thin we are, or how much weight we've lost, we can begin to embrace all the physical, emotional, and spiritual parts of ourselves. We move beyond the goals of having a certain body type and into the integrity and magic of the recovery process itself. So I want to say that last sentence is such a wonderful idea about recovery, which is going beyond the goal of having a certain body type or a certain weight. We cannot measure our self-worth on a scale. We can't. It is such an inside job to get our self-worth going. And then the rest of the sentence is into the integrity and magic of the recovery process itself. So for me, this card is such a beautiful idea that we forget in the culture that we live in, which we are body, mind, and soul. For many years in my eating disorder, think of myself as just a body. And the body needed to be a certain size and a certain weight and a certain look. And of course, I just didn't take care of the rest of myself. Everything was about that for so, so long. And when I opened it up to be more than that, that I am indeed body, mind, and spirit, and that I needed to take care of myself emotionally. I needed to take care of myself spiritually, and I needed to take care of myself physically beyond what I look like. It was a kind of an awakening. The other thing that I had to do was I had to get out of the idea that I was just a body walking down the street that I did have a spirit and I did have a personality and I did have a a mind and I did have a soul and I did have more things than just this flat stomach, you know, or giant big stomach, depending on what day it was or what year it was. So I just always hated my stomach and I always was about that. And it it was very narrow slot that it could fit into. And if it wasn't there, I was very upset with it. So the holistic idea of body, mind, and spirit that you have to take care of yourself emotionally, you have to take care of yourself physically, and you have to take care of yourself spiritually, physically, and emotionally. (laughs) 
done a lot of these podcasts with me. Well, all of them, actually. So, yeah, that idea was completely new to me when I first stepped on the path of this recovery. And I had tried many times to recover, but I didn't get all three of those pieces. Or I didn't get anything, but I wanted to just lose weight. I went to an eating disorder person to help me get over my eating disorder, but I really just wanted to get over being fat or having an eating disorder where I was afraid I was going to get fat. I had no idea that it would be so much more than that. So I'm not sure that I know many people who can talk about this issue other than my next guest, Marie, and I'm going to let her introduce herself and we'll have a little talk. And let me just say that I've known her for a really long time. And for many years, she helped our Beyond Hunger nonprofit by being our lawyer, even though she might not think that we thought that she was our lawyer, but (laughs) we always asked her lawyer type of questions. And she was on our board and she's always just been so supportive to us and at Beyond Hunger. And I've just really loved having her as a person that I could call and also as a friend and a confidant and a peer. So I'm really happy that she's here. And I'll turn the show over to Marie. Hi, well, I really was lucky to have found Beyond Hunger. Unfortunately, it was a little later, relatively later in my life, in my 30s, I think, which I grew up. My first memory is of thinking I was fat and ugly and dieting my whole life and that kind of thing. That's why the card kind of speaks to me is because my focus was always on my value as based on my size or lack of fatness or fatness and that I always thought life would be perfect. I just had to lose weight. I just had to become thin. And yeah, so the like the holistic thing, the beyond hunger helped. Well, it, you know, the message resonated with me, the many messages, but that I am not just how much I weigh or how I look or whether I have a, a small butt or a flat <laughs> stomach or something like that. Exactly. So it's been great finding Beyond Hunger and being involved. Unfortunately, I've gotten out of touch and things got crazy with the lockdown. I don't know. I think I'm probably digressing too much, but I don't know. It's helpful to be brought back to this message, to be reminded. I don't know if I'm rambling a little bit there. You're not rambling at all. I think that just going through the pandemic, as we all have in the world, And people are still way deep in it. And it's not as good as it is here, stopping a little bit. I think we are all kind of shell-shocked and PTSD sort of. So it's hard to get our heads wrapped around that whole thing, that lockdown. That just has never happened to a lot of us, that we've ever been in a place that we couldn't leave. And it just never has happened to Americans in our lifetimes or that I can remember. I guess it happened at the beginning of the 1900s, but I don't remember that. (laughs) uh, I don't even remember my grandparents or my parents talking about it. So it just was such a wave of insanity to me. And so I think that a lot of people digressed. A lot of people thought that going back to smoking cigarettes might be a good idea or (laughs) 
you know, or drinking, well, it's three o'clock in the afternoon and I think I can have dinner and then I can have a cocktail. So it's not unusual. We couldn't even get to our normal places that we could go for support. We couldn't go to a group or a meeting or a meet with friends or go to somebody's house and just have a girl talk. I mean, that didn't happen. Everything had to be online or on Zoom and it was so boring and awful. Anyway, so I think that it's not unusual for people to get whatever it is that they used to do that came back for a revisit. Yeah, I found it's easier to get in one's own head and kind of you don't have the external interactions to sort of remind you that you're not just how much you weigh or what you look like. It's easier to focus on those things when you're alone, for me anyway. Yeah, and it didn't help that all over social media was, oh no, don't gain that COVID-20 and while you're home, make a TikTok with all your family singing and all happy. And this is a good time to exercise. And oh God, it was, it was a lot of pressure to do the pandemic in the right way. Drove me crazy. All of it really drove me crazy. Yeah. And it was just easier to get caught up in thoughts that might be not the most productive. But what you had said earlier about when you were growing up about how depending on the day or whatever, how you looked. And I've had to remind myself that judging myself, well, I shouldn't judge myself, but considering myself as a whole person and not just how, whether I feel fat or am fat. I hate saying am fat. I mean, feel I'm fat or feel fat or just unattractive or something. Just that whole thing is very transitory because it just changes from day to day. And even like people, I try to avoid weighing myself every day because it just varies so much. And then one day it's fine. And then next day you're unacceptable. It's not productive. And I had one person describe this resonated with me. He mentioned that you become a human doing instead of a human being. So it's like what you do and what you look like instead of who you are as a whole person. Storygram Network. Welcome to One Media, One Media. When you're whining with nurses. It's a place I like to call The Bleed. My name is Laura Lee. And this is It's Not About Food. The art of being yay isn't just something he developed. Storygram Network. Yeah, and we just went through this intense president, and it's still happening right now. The whole political thing is such a, a mine, you know what, and it's just so difficult to stay centered and present with your own little self while this insanity is going around all over the place. And again, we had a, and in the middle of it was this horrible pandemic that thousands of people were dying and so scary and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it's a wonder that any of us came through it, if we're even through it at all, (laughs) because it's not gone. And it's a wonder any of us came through it without, I don't know, weighing 10 pounds or weighing a thousand pounds. <laughs> you know, it just, it just was so, if you had an eating disorder or a drinking issue or a drug addiction, it went on steroids during this time. 
And if there wasn't anything else to pick on, you just, we start picking on ourselves for sure. Yeah, it's hard to take care of yourself as a whole person. It was easier to focus on certain aspects, usually not the very productive ones. Yeah, exactly. And the tyranny of thinness in the, again, in the culture that we live in and all over social media and TV, and we were stuck in our houses, but we were supposed to be becoming a really good chef that didn't ever eat their own food because that would put on weight. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you're supposed to make all this bread, but never supposed to eat bread. <laughs> God forbid you eat bread. Yeah, so pretty crazy. So tell me, this is the month, this is December, and this is the month that 20 years ago, Carol and I wrote the book Over It, which is a teen's guide to getting beyond obsessions with food and weight. And so we're talking about how to get over it, what is over it, do we get over it? It's minute to minute process a lot of the time. So I just want to ask you about that. Over it was a name, the peer ed group named this book. And I said, what do you think the name should be? And asked everybody about that. And the one that came up again and again was, I am so over this. So that's where the name came from. And I think... Let's talk a little bit about what do you think you're over? Are you over? Or even if we're over it for one day and then it comes back, but what does over it mean to you? So over it means striving and hopefully succeeding to do your best to not let all of these thoughts govern you, to love yourself as a whole unique person that's more than just how you look or how fat you are or thin you are or whatever, how curvy you are. But recovery, and many people have found, is a process. You progress and then you regress. And sometimes reminders are very helpful. But over it is doing your best not to let it control. I mean, I, I spent so many years letting the eating disorder and just dieting control my life and wasted so much time and energy that could have been way better spent. Yeah, for sure. And I think for me, the over it means that it's a, like you're saying, it's a process. It's a continuing process. And I have still have thoughts because I didn't get a lobotomy. <laughs> I, I just got recovery. So I can recognize those thoughts that kind of want to get into my head and go loop to loop to loop over and over and over. And I can say to myself, you know, I'm really over that stupid thought or I'm over that activity that I used to do or I'm over thinking about that right now. It's just so it's an old way of thinking and I don't want to think like that anymore. So I catch the thoughts. Yeah. Recognize them and use whatever tools you have to change how you're thinking or not let those thoughts control you. That's what I try to do. It's easier to say than to do, even if you've practiced it for many years. So true. So since we're talking about the teen book, so if you were able to go back in time to yourself as a teenager, as yourself that you are now, if you were able to go back and talk to this young teenage Marie and sit down on her bed and talk to her about what her future is going to be and maybe not to be so worried about how she looked and how thin she was or 
how perfect she was. If you were able to go back and say something to her that was supportive and loving, what would that be? I would say like that you are more, you are a whole special person, not just how much you weigh or what you look like. And I don't know, growing up was really hard because of all the magazines and TVs and movies, the pictures. And I mean, teens today, I think, have it even harder because it's bombarding them like the Instagram and Facebook. I have some friends who I hate looking at their profiles because their life is just perfect and they're just perfect. But like knowing that I would tell myself that, you know, I'm a special person, a whole person, not just how much I weigh or what I look like. And these images there, I mean, I wish I understood how often, but just crap. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. a lot of it's not real anyway. And I don't know, that just always brought me down, way down seeing images. Yeah. So what you would tell her is that's not the, who you're going to really be. No, and it's not important because it's not. It's not. And yeah, it's so much worse now, obviously. And who knows where it's going? I mean, it, I think that one of the things that we talk about when we go into schools is that this is all led by money. This is they're wanting you to feel bad about yourself so that you will buy this product. So you have to step outside of that and not let that be what you strive for to be perfect, as they say that these products will make you and who can go up against Facebook or Instagram. And we find out that whistleblower comes out and says, yeah, they target teens. <laughs> yeah, They target teen girls to make them feel bad about themselves. Yeah, that indeed does happen. And there's nothing we can do about it other than know that it's happening. And I just remember wanting certain clothes and then I'd go to the store and try them on and they wouldn't fit. And the problem was me, my body. And no, it's not. The problem is not. I would love for teens to know that the problem is not you. You're fine how you are. Yeah, it's marketing. And there's, again, in my lifetime, there was never any zero, size zero or size double zero. That would mean less than something <laughs> and then double less than something and how can that be you know it's not even a size zero is not a size unless you're a baby <laughs> you know <laughs> anyway so yeah it's crazy making and how do we get back to the holistic truth of who we really are and what our path is and what our place in the world is how do we get back to that what do you think just trying to refocus that on yourself as a, an entire a being that's more, you have so many different, what are the emotional, spiritual, physical also, but all of that together. And it's all of those parts that make the essence of each person and who a person is. And I think that if we remember the holistic idea of being, of that the goal is to become more of us, not less of us. Losing weight was less of me, but more of me, more, not more lorely, not less lorely. I feel like if I could remember that, that helped me a lot to allow myself to just open up my world more than of how I looked and what I wore and 
what other people thought about me and whatever stupid goals that I had that were not good for me, really not good for me at all. Yeah, and the world becomes much bigger with much more possibility and much more exciting. Well, I found for me when I like quit spending time and energy focusing on how I look or how much I weigh or whatever size I am. And there's just so much opportunity in life once that is just not paid attention to. That's so true. So on that note, I wonder if you will read the bottom of the card that today I will practice. Today, I will practice remembering that my recovery is holistic. When I notice I am measuring my progress or worth in weight or looks, I will remember that this is not the true measurement of myself, and I will find other ways to acknowledge my growth. Great. Yes. And sometimes we have to really, I don't know, it's hard for me to find other ways to acknowledge my growth when I don't have people around me saying that. And for me, it's important that I have people around me who love me and will tell me, you're going off the deep end, (laughs) or or actually, you're doing great. You're really doing great. And I just want you to know how important you have been to me personally and how important you have been to Beyond Hunger all these years. And I really, truly appreciate you for that. Thank you so much, Laura Lee. I appreciate, first of all, finding Beyond Hunger. And I appreciate your support throughout the years too. And all that you do to help me and others grow and progress and get over it. God. Yeah. And that's how those teenage girls said it. Get over it. God. (laughs) So I love that you guys go into schools. I wish that had been around when I was in school because that's just the message you are bringing is so important it's the only reason why carol and i even got that idea to do it at all was because we both had started our eating disorders in high school and junior high and so we were adamant that we could do all the work in the world for adult people and that was really wonderful but we had to get it where it started And I mainly go into ninth grade now and have been for many years. But I feel like we could go into kindergarten (laughs) and start talking about this. And we should. But it's such a wonderful thing to bring the message of loving yourself unconditionally, taking care of your body, however way it's showing up, taking care of your feelings, relearning how to eat intuitively. You know, to bring that message in, a lot of them are like, what? You know, they have not really heard that. And I have so many little slips of paper that they slip me when they go out the door of, thank you so much. You've brought things to me that I hadn't thought about. I didn't know about this. I had no idea the statistics were like that. Anyway, it's really wonderful work. So I'm happy to be able to do it. Yeah, it's great because they just get bombarded with like the Instagram photos and stuff, movies, TV, images of perfect people. But very rarely do they get the message that you guys bring. That They don't get it very often. And we're only in one little tiny postage stamp of the world. We could go into every school and talk about this, but we don't go into every school. We're one little small nonprofit that we can do it as much as we can. But anyway, I think that we have to remember 
to move beyond the goals of having a certain body type and into the integrity and magic of the recovery process itself. So you're away in New Orleans right now where there's a lot of magic there. (laughs) Yes. So you can immerse yourself in the magic of the recovery process itself. So thank you so much for being on today. Thank you very much, Laura Lee. Thank you for everything you do. You're welcome. Thank you for everything you do as well. We'll see you later. Thank you for listening. And be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's not about food.com. Thanks.